Today we are going to read from uh, our Bibles on Psalm 91. If uh, you don't have a Bible with you, uh, we have uh, extra uh, pew Bibles that the ushers can give. Uh, Hands please up and then uh, uh, we will distribute those. If you're following the reading today, it will be on page 480 of our pew Bibles. And we're going to be reading from the uh, New International Version of the Bible. Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in a shelter of the Most High will rest in a shadow of the Almighty. I will say of, of of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on a lion and a cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledged my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Great. Thank you, Harold, for reading. Andy, for praying. Let's keep the passage open. And, uh, great. Let's pray together as we start. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you that as your people we have a relationship with you. Father, pray that you would speak to us. Speak to us words of peace and comfort words of assurance through this great psalm and work in all our hearts by your spirit for your word in jesus name amen great yeah i thought with a lower numbers i'll preach down here but uh so last week i was in korea where my wife is from um being just a good son-in-law right visiting your family-in-law and uh, eating a lot of food we also tried to have some fun things with our children. So one thing we did, we went on a, a really long zip line, uh, about a kilometer over the sea. I thought, uh, let me just give you an idea of what it looks like. I don't know if that is something you like to do. I mean, my, my kids wanted to do it, so I didn't have any choice, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's not that, apparently it's, it's just outside the top 10 of longest zip lines in the world. Now, again, I don't know if you like this kind of thing. It looks very dangerous, right? Dangling above the sea. But of course, it's not. 
it's not dangerous at all. Why not? Well, you don't see it, but there's this harness that you're in, and all these belts and buckles everywhere, and then an extra steel cable that makes sure that the harness doesn't fall down. Actually, you're just strapped in and you're perfectly safe. I mean, if you'd really have to hang on like this, no one would do it, right? <laughs> That's too dangerous. Now, we, we want safety. Uh, we are happy to do certain things as long as we're safe, as long as we're protected, as long as we're secure. It's one of the greatest needs people have, right? To just feel secure, that nothing will happen. Then we can live our life if we just know we're secure. And so people look for security in all kinds of things. I guess in many places in the world, especially Hong Kong, money. Money is such a way to have security, right? You look at your bank balance and, well, whatever happens, I'm okay. Look at all the money I have. Uh, I've got a good job, a steady income. Kids, you need to you know, be a doctor or a lawyer, so you'll have a steady income. Uh, I've got insurance just in case something goes wrong. It provides security, right? Uh, whatever happens, I'm okay. Or maybe for others, it's not really money, but I'm the kind of person who likes control. Uh, the more I can control, the more safe I feel, because it is under my control. The more I read, the more I know, the more I understand, uh, I feel safe. Or maybe it's people. You know, you, whatever happens at work, you can always come home to your spouse and talk to them uh, and, and find encouragement and comfort, and they make you feel secure and safe. Or if you're younger, you know, your parents are always there for you. Uh, we, we need this kind of safety and security. But, but of course, is, is it real safety? Is it really secure? Uh, the next crisis and all your investments are go down to zero. What then? Uh, you log into your bank account and there's a nice zero there. Uh, Cybercrime and your, your bank can't do anything and you've lost it all. How would you feel? The thing you trusted in is gone. And, and, and that's just, uh, you know, some of the things, money, and what, uh, you find something strange, you know, some lump somewhere, what's gonna happen? Uh, you go to a routine checkup with the doctor and they look very worried. How do you feel? You know, what will keep you secure then? I mean, if you think about it, life is so fragile. Now, maybe you went on holiday last year and you flew out to another country. Now you flew on a Boeing 737 MAX. And you didn't know yet what we know now. You could have died, right? Or you walk around Hong Kong and you look up and you see all these air conditioners hanging there. You know, it's great to have air conditioning, but you know, one rusty metal bracket and it will fall. I mean, every air conditioning up there is a reason you could die today, right? If you think about it. You know, someone said yesterday, oh, I can feel the typhoon is coming. It's typhoon season here in Hong Kong. Now, of course, last year we had a T10 and it was fine. No one died. Makes you feel safe. But then again, that typhoon, well, it passed 100 kilometers away from Hong Kong. What if this year there's a typhoon that hits us full on? What will happen then? How do you feel then? Or just, you know, these are the things that we don't know will happen. Oh, we, there's the protest tomorrow, right? 2047 will happen. We just don't know yet what it will look like. Now, there's so much uncertainty in life, so many things that could make us feel 
unsafe, insecure. And where do we look to then? Well, this psalm is going to tell us uh, that we should look to God. Right? As a Christian, you can find ultimate protection, security, safety in God. This psalm is for the believer. So in Psalm 91 verse 1, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, whoever goes and lives in the shelter well, of God himself, who seeks his security there. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Where is this person looking for security? In the Most High. In God. And is that worth trust? Well, yes, it is. Uh, That's what this whole psalm is about. This amazing security and protection in God the Most High. Our sure protection. I mean, there in that verse 1, that almost the theme, it's a great phrase. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And many books that are the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I don't know what you think of shadows. Shadows can be a bit negative, right? The valley of the shadow of death. Think of shade. The shade of the Almighty. I mean, I mean it's summer in Hong Kong, right? It's so hot. And this burning sun. And you just feel you don't want to go out. And, but you still need to go to work. But actually, it's okay. Because there's all these covered walkways, right? You can get almost anywhere without being in the sun. You have shade. And you're in the shade and actually everything's fine. Right? That's the idea here. The shade of the Almighty. I mean, this walkway, you know, it can only help with the sun. It doesn't help with the typhoon. But think of the shade of the Almighty. How safe are you in the shade of God himself? That's the theme here. And, and then we get just this long list of, of imagery, of promises that feel... You know, it's almost embarrassing. Embarrassing how good this psalm sounds, right? If you're a believer, look, look at all the security you have. And, and just, let's just go through some of those images. I mean, there are images. And when it says uh, that God uh, has feathers, he doesn't really have feathers. You know, God is spirit. It's, it's imagery. But an imagery that tells us something beautiful and real. Uh, verse 3. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. You know, a fowler's snare. You're a bird, but there's this, this hidden, deadly trap just waiting to catch you. It should make you afraid. But no, he will save you from that. You don't need to be afraid. And no, he, he's protecting you. Uh, verse 4. Uh, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Now the, the, the baby bird... You know, it can't fly, it can't find food itself, you know, it's helpless, powerless. But it's feeling so safe because it's there under the wings of the mother bird, feeling the warmth, feeling the love, the comfort, uh, the safety that you feel there, right? Again, that's what this psalm says to us. You know, God is there. Uh, and, and nothing can happen to you. You don't need to be afraid. Verse 5, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. And do you hear the 24-7? Night and day and darkness and noon. You know, parents want to be there for their kids, but they need to go to work, they need to sleep. But God is always there. 
and he never goes away, he never goes to sleep. And so you are always safe from, from the worst things, you know, plague and pestilence. Now, we, we, we're not used to that anymore. In the Bible, sometimes those plagues came, right? And tens of thousands of people died in judgment. Or think of the, the, the Black Death in Europe. Half the population of Europe died in a few years in the 14th century just because of this plague. And it's terrible, right? How would you feel? But this psalm, you know, great imagery. No plague will befall you. Uh, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Imagine you're the only one left standing because God is with you. That's powerful imagery, right? Uh, again, verse 9 it, uh, repeats it. If you say the Lord is my refuge, well, for that person, again, you're safe. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. Nothing. That is this great picture, this quote of angels, right? Verse 11, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Now you might think God is too important, too busy for you. Think of all the angels he sends to look after you. Uh, you can't even hurt your foot. They, they just lift you up and carry you and it's okay. It's such imagery, right? Uh, and even if you're not afraid of your, your, your foot being stumped, you know, lions, cobras, you'll just trample on them. Everything just speaks of security protection nothing will happen and, and then those last verses are are really special because of the change in speaker look again at verse 14 because he loves me says the Lord I will rescue him and the speaker here is different it's not a psalmist it's this is an oracle this is God himself speaking to us of course the psalm is all of God's words it's just so special to hear God's voice itself right like in a marriage, of course, the, the minister, he explains what marriage is. Eh? Marriage is a lifelong covenant where husband and wife, eh, they are faithful to each other as long as they both shall live, etc. But it's not quite the same as your spouse saying, I do, I will, right? That, that's special. It's their voice. Well, that is these last few verses. Eight times God says, I will. I will rescue him, I will protect him, I will answer him, I will be with him, I will deliver him, I will honor him, I will satisfy him, I will show him, I will. And that's the wonderful thing here. This is not an insurance policy. This is not an impersonal force. You know, you commit to God, God commits to you. It's a relationship, it's two-way. Uh, it's a person who is, who is faithful, God's great characteristic, his faithfulness, his unchangeableness, and he commits to you in love. What? Where else can you find that? Where else can you find such wonderful promises of security? You know? What, you know, money doesn't care about you, right? It's just a thing. And even people, people, ultimately you can't trust them, right? Maybe people here, you really look to your husband for safety and then they left you the, those things happen but not with the living God and that's so wonderful here and if you're here and you're visiting you're not a Christian I mean I don't know what you're trusting in can you find any promises like this 
Although you probably then ask me, well, but it seems a bit too good to be true, right? It's beautiful, but isn't this too good to be true? I mean, it says you will trample on the lion. Well, you know, first century, all these Christians, they were thrown to the lions. And did they trample on the lions? Well, no, they were eaten. Right? Christians got eaten by lions. As Andy prayed, uh, a lot of Christians are being persecuted. They're running for their lives in the Middle East, facing death. Uh, people here, maybe, you have had harm come to you, disasters come to you. Things have happened to you that you, you know, <laughs> that's not quite the easy life that I think this psalm is promising. Well, why is that? Is this psalm not true? No, does God not keep his promises? Or worse, what some people say, basically you don't have enough faith. And, uh, it says, well, because he loves me, I will protect him. Well, maybe you didn't love God enough. Right? These Christians uh, in the first century, they just didn't love God enough. They should have declared victory over the lions, I don't know. No, that, that's really not true. That's so cruel, isn't it? Disaster comes to you and then someone tells you, well, you didn't have enough faith. No, to see what this psalm says, this is about ultimate protection. Ultimate protection, kind of the, the big picture. I mean, you read the psalms and it, it doesn't promise an easy life, right? I mean, this psalm sounds quite nice, but you read all the other psalms and usually it's a cry for help. Lord, where are you? Everyone's attacking me, and, and I'm sick, and I'm dying, and, and I can't find you. Where are you? That's most of the Psalms, right? Clearly, the Psalms don't promise an easy life. E- even this Psalm, if you look carefully. Because those last words from God, it's not imagery, right? It's a direct, you know, plain speech. Well, look again carefully at verse 14. Because he loves me, says the Lord... I will rescue him. But if, you want, if you'll be rescued, that means that at some point you need rescuing, right? Or verse 15, I will be with him in trouble. It doesn't sound look like you won't, you won't have trouble. No, you will have trouble. But God will be with you. And God will protect you and he will deliver you and honor you. Right? It's about... Not that nothing will happen to you. This is about being brought safely through. Yeah, you, you get out safely at the other hand, without any harm. It may look trouble now, but you're safe at the other side. And if you want to really see that, well, well, look at Jesus. I mean, if you're worried that you don't have enough faith, well, or you don't love God enough, look at Jesus, right? He was one man who loved God perfectly. And he trusted God perfectly. Did he have an easy life? Well, he was the man of sorrows, right? In fact, uh, you know, uh, the, the devil promised him this psalm. Right? When he was tempted in the desert, the devil said, Hey, why don't you jump off the temple? And, uh, you know, he will command his angels concerning you, and you won't strike your foot against a stone. Well, that's not what this psalm promises, right? Jesus said, No, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. This is not a says that you can jump off buildings, do zip lines without a harness, whatever. <laughs> right? This is, uh, but, but it's more than that. Because basically the devil was promising Jesus an easy life, you know? You can get followers the easy way. But Jesus didn't do that. No, what was Jesus like? He loved God perfectly, but he 
was arrested. He was falsely accused. He was condemned to death, even though he was innocent. He was tortured, crucified, killed. Not an easy life. But he came out safely at the other side. Right? That's the thing. He came out safely on the other side, without harm, without disaster. Right? Look, at, look at these verses, how perfectly they describe the resurrection. Right? I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I'll satisfy him. Had Jesus, yet the Father was with him as he went to the cross. He was delivered out of the grave, honored as everyone could see. He's the Son of God and never to die again, satisfied with long life. Right? This psalm is talking about resurrection. You may have trouble, but God will protect you in that and he'll bring you safely out at the other side. And when we see that as Christians, well, that's a promise for us. His resurrection will be our resurrection. And we'll be brought out of death. And then when you're with Jesus, and you're in a new body, in a perfect new world, and you look back, and really nothing happened to you, right? No harm. No disaster. You've been kept perfectly safe when you come out at the other end. And so that is the assurance this psalm gives, I think, in context. And not an easy life now, but safety, protection through to the end. And hence we get all those wonderful assurances in the New Testament, right? Romans 8. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love of God. You know, God is committed to you. He's faithful to you. Nothing can separate you from his love. There at the end, you are more than a conqueror. You've lost nothing. You are unharmed. You're safe. And, and that is what we need, right? That, that is what all of us look for. That's all of us need, and it's there. It's there in Jesus who brought us back to God through his death on the cross. And with him, we can feel safe. Because that's the application, right? We can feel safe. This ultimate protection. You're, you're in the shade of the Almighty. And nothing will happen to you in the end. Uh, so maybe you go to the doctor, and there is something strange. You can feel safe, right? God is with you. God's got everything in his powerful hands. And whatever may happen, you'll come safely unharmed out at the other side. And so you, you don't need to fear. You can have that peace and comfort. Uh, you have a work review, and, and maybe you're worried because it hasn't been a very good year. Uh, you're having this interview because you, you need another job and you're not sure how it's going to go. <laughs> Maybe your kids have an interview for the right school and you're not <laughs> worried where they're going to go. Knowing the whole future, it's in God's hands. You're in the shade of the Almighty. Everything is under control. You're going to get unharmed at the other side. You can have peace. Even those past few weeks so about spiritual warfare... Yes, we need to stand firm against Satan, but Satan can't stop God's love from saving you. 
Satan can't stop God. He'll be faithful. So all these things, yeah, you can have peace and assurance. But I think this is especially a good message, yeah, at this time of the protest, right? I mean, even if you're here from abroad, you've heard about all the things going on in Hong Kong, you know, but, but that's just a symptom, right, this, this, this bill. There's just so much unhappiness. Long ago, life was simple. Yeah, you finished school, you got a job, you got married, you bought a house, and, and life was easy. And now so much has changed, and for many young people, they're so hopeless. They can never buy a house, and they will worry if they ever earn enough money, and they feel so powerless. Uh, their freedoms are you know, yeah, eroding. They don't know what 2047 will bring. And, and their only hope is kind of going abroad. What do you do in all that uncertainty? When, what do you do when you feel like you're really not sure what's going to happen, but it's probably going to be bad? Now, of course, I, I, I'm an expat. I, mean, I, I can't say I know how you feel. For us, it's just, you know, when will the religious worker visa stop being given? But, you know, many people of us, we feel uncertain, unsettled. Isn't it then good to know it's all in God's hands? You're in the shade of the Almighty. You're perfectly safe. You're going to come out safely at the other hand. Whatever will happen, no matter how bad it gets, no ultimate harm will come to you. At the end, you will look back and you've been kept perfectly safe. And it's all fine. Yeah, that gives you such peace, such hope in the midst of uncertainty. You know, that, and that, by the way, that doesn't mean you do nothing. That you just uh, relax because, hey, uh, no, actually it means you can do things. I mean, why did I did I do that zip line? <laughs> uh, because I knew I was safe. And we shouldn't take the wrong risks. But we can take the right risks. If you know you're safe, if you know you're secure, well, you can stand up for what's right. And, and act and do things, actually. right? You can do that because you know nothing can ultimately happen to you. That's the wonderful thing about safety and security. It gives you the strength to live for God, uh, that you can take the right risks, you know. So, of course, I, I don't know always what's the right thing. You need to pray for peace. Uh, but it's good to stand up for justice as well. Uh, you need to work that out. But we can act. We can live for God because we are safe. Uh, that is what we need. And that's why Christians are such a threat, right, to many people in the world. We don't depend on anyone. We can trust in God. We only trust Him. And that's why Christians are hard to control. But whatever anyone could bring against Christians, God is greater. And God is committed. Again, He is not a tyrant, not a mercenary, not an impersonal force. He is a loving, committed, faithful spouse who will bring you safely through. And that's what we need to hear, right? That's what gives us the strength to live for him, to do what's right, to build the kingdom, spread the gospel. So yeah, as we go out this week, I, I hope this gives you assurance. Maybe you wonder what does that look like in practice? Come back next week, Psalm 62. We'll look at that more. But for now, yeah, let that comfort wash over you. You know, dwell in the shade, feel the protection. And yeah, let that strength for you to live for him. Well, why don't we sing a great song? 
and the music team will come up. We're going to sing in Christ alone. Uh, that is our security. That's our hope. With all our sin, of course, God should never do anything for us. But because we are in Christ, we have ultimate security. Let's sing this great song and then spend some time reflecting on these great truths. <laughs>